Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friend Zone. Um, in fact, I reckon I can tell you what number it is because I'm signed into the Patreon. Let's have a look at this shit. 131 guy. What do you What do you think of that? That's a big number. It is. We decided to video this one, so if you're on Patreon, uh, hopefully this worked, and um, this is available as a video. Yeah, a video, video, for no particular reason. Just because we have the technology now, for everyone in the Patreon, you'll be enjoying. You will have enjoyed me adjusting my um my camera shot, and you'll also see my um running shorts drying here in the background of frame. Very nice, very nice been orange taking, color. Been taking these bad boys for a few spins lately. Do you, you're wearing a mask, eh, when you run? I saw I your do. tweet. Yeah, I, I do. I wear a mask. I take a mask and I wear it. And then if I get like a big stretch where there's no one around, I let myself mm. breathe. But as soon as I see another person, I put it on. And it's I tweeted. That, it's not to that the, hard. No, I tweeted to the effect that that's what I would encourage people to do because it's like the peace of mind i mean it's just the right thing to do the peace of mind it affords everyone it's just yeah. it's basic common decency and if you tweet an opinion which i very rarely do man people get cross people come for you um and i i i, I always said like i was actually talking with chelsea about it before and i was like but you know what that's not my business i don't care Maybe one other person who's been running without a mask will now run with a mask, and that is a successful tweet. Did people really come come after you? People who don't follow me, who obviously just it came up, you know, the, in their, the egg people. Yeah, and the algorithm, their algorithm is like, ah, oh, you don't have enough stuff to get agitated about, so we'll just keep feeding you, you know, tweets from people you don't know. Um. It's a beautiful system, and it's a flawless system, and it we're works. grateful for the system that has been bestowed upon us. Thank you, Tech Gods. I've been Jack, having... Jack, if you're listening, yeah. namaste. Namaste, Jack Dorsey. He he went... He, not off the rails, but he's like... He, um, he did it right, man. He went, I'm going to make a billion dollars by creating an app, and then I am going to go a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. He's in the right. And he's got a, a billion dollars. Way. You're allowed to do that. Mm. But the you know the the flip side of that is that because he built an app that became really popular, he accidentally inherited a huge amount of responsibility that sort of like started showing up at the same time he was like, okay, now for my crazy period. And so there's a bit of a ba- <laughs> there's a bit of a balancing act there. Like how Picasso had his blue period, Jack Dorsey had his like billionaire period. Man. Imagine if he lost it all, though. All, all his so billions. Cool. Yeah, be the amazing. way he's been... You know what? I don't... Like, didn't, did he do the Steve Jobs thing? I feel like he went just fruit, grew out his beard, dressed shabby. Oh, I think he um, maybe did that... Uh, what's it called? That style of fasting, like a mm. cyclical fasting thing. Well, the thing is, you don't need a, a billion... people are into you, fasting. You don't need what a do billion dollars... fasting? You don't need a billion dollars to fast. Jack Dorsey will be fine if he loses his money. Uh, I don't know, man. I honestly don't know enough about it to have an opinion. Different folks, different strokes. It's not for me. I run a system where I eat food when I'm hungry. Yeah, I hear you. And it works. That works for me. Yeah. I drink water. I go for runs. I probably do yoga once every two weeks. I'm not perfect, but I feel pretty good. What about you? 
What do you think, think of fasting? Be, I think there might be something to it, eh? But I also don't know if I am a person who should engage in it. Because um, of your already lean um, frame. I'm a spindly boy. There's not a lot of uh, room for error. Do you think that your arm, do you think that, say, you're only the strongest man in the world, do you think Dwayne the Rock Johnson could snap your arm like a twig? Do you think that Dwayne the Rock Johnson is the strongest man in the world? No, but I think he's top of mind, and I think he's possibly strong enough to snap either of our arms or any of our arms like a twig. Well, whereabouts? What bit? Like if you're t- at the elbow, like at the joint, or in the bone? In the bone, middle of the bone, forearm. No, 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 no. Really? I reckon someone could. I don't think Dwayne The Rock Johnson could. That I, would require an incredible amount of force. I think... The guy who was in... Um, did you watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Well, I, I didn't either, but the guy who played <laughs> nice. the, real, the real strong guy, his name might have been like, oh, I'm going to fuck it up. Everyone's going to hit me. Hogar or something. And he just said his own uh, name over and over again. He just set a world record for like... Um, snapping the most arms? Yeah. He snapped 600 arms in an afternoon. Wow. Do you know how he got there? Hard work. Fasting. (laughs) That is hard work in a way. If you're hungry and you're not eating, you're doing work. I just also want to say shout out to everyone who's watching the video on the Patreon. This is a beautiful mug. I'm having a cup of tea out of. My friend Joe made this. Um, This is actually from the last lockdown in New Zealand. My friends Mm. Joe and Ken and I had a thread on WhatsApp, we'd have a coffee together every morning at 9am and we'd catch up and uh, it was called Don't Talk To Me, as in don't talk to me until I've had my morning bloody Java and then he made three limited edition Don't Talk To Me mugs and now we all have a, a, a mug and I'm I'm technically what I'm doing is a bit naughty because I've put tea in the coffee mug but uh, what are you going to do? And I, I gave a just- tea to my mum in this mug once and she didn't like it because she said she doesn't like to drink brown drinks out of brown vessels it's <laughs> <laughs> an interesting line in the sand for charlotte and i respect the heck out of it i you know Question, sometimes we, i like when people bother to have an opinion about something like that it would never occur to me should we should we jump into our mail bag and have a look at what the fine folk of Worst yeah. Idea Enterprises have been sending now, through to first us? Things, first things first, I want to say we, uh, we we don't have any Facebook messages. We've still got ample messages to get through, but uh, you know, please keep them coming in. Tim, I noticed that you did a Facebook status update, though, on the Worst I Idea did. of All Time, and it's a beautiful uh, let me, sentiment. Let me bring it up. Hold on. I've got it right here. Oh, okay, cool. You, what did you it say, said, guy? How are you, though? And people responded in their droves. And so I thought maybe to kick things off, just a light conversational tone, just a, a sort of a bit of fun between us, we could check mm. in with how some people are. And I'll, I'll – I'll, um, what do you reckon? First names or no names? Uh, first name's good. First names. Okay. So Tim's asked, how are you, though? Monica, the kid's napping, so pretty good. Nice to hear from you blokes. Lisa says there's literally a hurricane coming, but pretty good. You gotta love that optimism. Uh, each says I'm all right, but I lost my favorite ring and I feel gutted as fuck about it. David uh-huh. says good man. Jim says private pile eats rifle gif. Haven't seen that gif. Uh, Amy says I was reminiscing about the time I was sprawled out on the floor listening to the five hour ep. Then I was disconcerted. I couldn't remember if Six in the City or Grown Ups Two. Um, 
Scott says, mate, I've had a night out, but Macca's isn't open. I'm fucking seething. It's all, you know, everyone seems... Uh, Sarah or Sarah, there's no H at the end, but I know that can be pronounced either way. Has said, um, "Not great, babe, not great." So I'm going to, in real time, reply. What should I? What should I write? Uh, Ask her if she's. Yeah, ask her if she's tried listening to her favorite song. Um, would recommend listening to your. Oops, this is riveting content. Yeah. Fave song, or simply um, remaining sad for a little bit. Yeah. And processing that. Can be good to feel sad. Um, it's part of life, actually. You can't be can't feel good all the time. I've got a new favorite song at the moment, Tim. I think I sent it to you. It's called Pigs in There by Robert Wyatt. Should we just do another... Oh no, they've started. Um, I've been seeing whispers online that uh, the internet, the the, uh, the podcast internet police started. <laughs> they've started cracking into um, songs a bit more now. Copyright, which sucks. Fair enough. Well, we've always been pretty good after season one, where we just used Ario Speedwagon as our theme song. But please, move. no one report us because otherwise, yeah. season one will have to go away. Um, you got a oh, song? Oh, by the way, on that. Okay. Sorry, I I interrupt you a little bit because our internet's um, not perfect. But um, what I will say is this: I spent a little bit of time, and I'll I'll continue doing this, and hopefully get to the bottom of it. Uh, putting the episodes in their actual order, like oh tagging them season and episode number, um, which I've been meaning to do for ages. It's taking a long time. There's also some other errors that I've seen that I've been trying to correct as I go. So it's taking a little bit. But uh, hopefully it means that you'll be able to navigate through all of the worst idea a lot easier, especially on uh, iTunes and the Apple podcast app. That is sick. It's crazy that you do something like that, which is so committed and, you know, it creates such a better experience for the listener and for everyone joining us right now. And yet I'm the best host. That is crazy when you, <laughs> when you say it out loud like that, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay. Should we get into uh, some messages? Do you want to open the yeah, open the correspondence? Bruh, I'd love to. First one. Tekla has sent us a message saying, Hey, fellas, thought you'd enjoy how wild this article is. Keep up the good work. And there's a link. Now, this was sent on March the 15th. I've been directed to an article in New Republic, the magazine. Uh Ah, it's not paywalled. That's cool. The town that went feral. When a group of libertarians set about scrapping their local government, chaos descended, and then the bears moved in. (laughs) Great work. (laughs) Great work from the editor on that headline. This from... Patrick Blanchfield in October 2020. I'll just read the first two paragraphs, eh? Because that generally gives you an overview. In its public education campaigns, the U.S. National Park Service stresses an important distinction. If you find yourself being attacked by a brown or grizzly bear, yes, do play dead. Spread your arms and legs and cling to the ground with all your might facing downward. After a few attempts to flip you over, no one said this would be easy, the bear will most likely leave. By contrast, if you find yourself being attacked by a black bear, no, do not play dead. You must either flee or, if that is not an option, fight it off. 
curved claws and 700 PSI jaws and all. Wow. Don't worry. It almost never comes to this. As one park service PSA noted this summer, bears, quote, usually want to be left alone. Don't we all? End quote. In other words, if you encounter a black bear, try to look big, back away slowly, and trust in the creature's inner libertarian. Unless, that is, the bear in question hails from certain wilds of western New Hampshire. Because as Matthew Hongoltz, Hetling's new book suggests... That unfortunate animal may have been far more of a far more aggressive disposition and relate to libertarianism first and foremost as a flavor of human cuisine. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. It's enticing. But I enjoyed the writing. It's, it's really good. Like there's actual data that listeners can take with them and apply in their life. Or oh, limited number, but Brown and Grizzly, play dead, black bear, run for your life. Do not try to fight a black bear. It's, we should think of a mnemonic for that. This get because the words brown and black are very easy to rhyme. If the bear is brown, just lay down. If the bear is black, don't look fight back. back. Oh yeah. If the bear is grizzly, grizzly's a tough rhyme. If the bear is grizzly, just get get start getting frisky. That's like yeah. dukes up, make some moves. It's the third option that was not listed in that New Republic article. You could get Jobin to help fuck your way out of this. You've got to fuck your way out of that situation. I I really like that. Thank you very much for that correspondence. I'm actually, Tim, you've given me the keys and I'm in the Patreon. I'm digging around in the Patreon. I'm looking at previous messages. Um, And this one is from April 20th and it says... uh, Oh, bro. Excuse me. Did you say April 20th? Yeah, I did. Like the fourth month of the year? Yeah, the, 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 I guess, yeah, 420. Fuck. I know. Amazing. It better be cool. It says this. Hey, so just wondering, but would Guy mind if his boil in the Netherlands story was posted to the horrifying but unable to look away corner of the internet I found myself in that is Pimple Popper Reddit? Um, by all means. I don't care. Maybe don't name me. You can say guy. <laughs> I'm not going uh, to engage in this grizzly business because I don't. I don't like. Do you, this stuff. do you know what story they're talking about? I imagine. Oh yeah, I got a vague recollection of you talking about this. I think. I well look. The clues in the subreddit, isn't it? It's about you excreting pus from your body. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, basically. Get a big build up. Get it out of there. Hey, you go. Your turn. Tag, you're it. Lizzie says, Dear Tim and Guy, really enjoying your Emmanuel series. Thank you, Lizzie, because I tell you what, not everyone is. Do you know who is? Who? Um, Tom Walker and Demi Lardner, who have been on it. That's cool. I, uh, I uh, for reasons that I can't remember, Tom Walker is my the guy my backup email account. So if ever I'm having trouble getting into account, the email goes to Tom Walker, and I have to call up Tom Walker. And it's literally the only time we you really talk. And I sort of have to be like, I'm so sorry, man, but I need to log into Zoom. And Tom will say, "Is this really guy?" And I'll say, "Yep." And then he'll do some exhausting and infuriating bit. Uh, and then I get to to go into Zoom. 
But uh, him and him and Demi were both saying that they've been hugely enjoying the Emmanuel series, and they're never going to watch the pornos. That is so gratifying to hear. I know. That's what I said um, to him. Big, I said that big, not everyone agrees. BigSoftTitty.png is a, a true work of art. You should... If you're not subscribed to that already, you really should be. Um, Lizzie continues, however. I'm running to ask if you're familiar with the Carry On franchise. Oh, okay. We've had this before. Carry On Emmanuel, 1978. Yeah. A um, movie so bad, it killed off the Carry On franchise. One critic described it as surely one of the most morally and aesthetically offensive pictures to emerge from a British studio. Shout out uh, to British studios. Love and good vibes. Thanks for your wonderful show. You may say my name. Elizabeth. We should watch that. Once all this is we said really and done, should. we're going to have to let watch me, that. Let me let me add that to the. Do you know what else we need to do? Uh, play play the video game. Oh, I forgot that existed. That's true, but this is actually back in the annals of our past. Um, <laughs> we need to <laughs> uh, do a director's commentary for Cats 2019. That is actually something that I would look forward to doing. Maybe that's a. A, reu- a reunion project that feels like mm. a side saddle thigh to thigh get some yep. cats in the room see how we feel let's, kind of situation let's celebrate the situation getting better in Aotearoa by watching cats together again nothing screams taking advantage of the perspective and your newfound freedoms like shutting yourself in a room and watching cats for the eighth time so you can talk over it with your friend pretending to be Tom Hooper the thing is about that, though, I'm likely going to have a newborn baby at that oh, time. Oh, you are. Are you going to be – Can I? is this a too personal a question? Are you going to be a papa during the lockdown? Yeah, yeah. Defi- I would say almost definitely the way things are going. Are you guys feeling equipped for that? I think so. I've got a um, – I, I, my mum and dad have a present for you, by the way. That's very sweet. I know. Mum mum's big she's like she loves you guys. She's pumped. We love her. We yeah. love Charlotte and we love Stephen. Well it's a great nice. session with Stephen last time I was down, which was semi recently. Oh yeah. You're on the reds, eh? Certainly were. Getting we into it. Off a, at least one bottle. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah. Bloody That's, good. That is a good time. Um, I got one here. It begins Go on. as such. To the frostiest of fellas, after looking forward to the Death Bite episodes for a few years, I finally started digging into your show last year. My wife, Emmy, and I had snuck in just under the wire with the trip to beautiful Aotearoa in February of 2020. After initially feeling lucky to have gotten home without delay, we realised it may have been better to get stuck in your neighbourhood. Anyways, the months I spent listening to your sweet voices on those back episodes was a lovely way to feel we were still enjoying those breezy days of touring around NZ. Figured it was finally time to climb on that monthly commitment to keeping you two doing this thing I love. Thanks Aww. for all your pain, suffering, and my laughter. Love, Andrew in Montana. Can I call you Andy? Permission granted. I speak for Cheers, Andrew. Andy. I speak for Andy. Andy. Tim, what do you know about Montana? Uh, I know that it's geographically huge and population-wise very small. Mm-hmm. But they still get the same number of senators as everybody else, which is two. That's the rule. Can you tell me what the capital of Montana is? Montana City, of course. Helena. Wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah. I don't know anything about this place. 
I think it's quite um, like rural-ish. It's sort of like the it's bits in the of Rockies, Maine I think. That are, oh, okay. I want to know of, about um, the forest people. and animals and things. I think. Oh, it's right up there, bordering Canada. Anyway, hope you're enjoying Montana. Don't know what's going on there at the moment. Probably, you can probably go to the cinema. If Jan you want. Yeah. says this. Hello, Gynteen84 and Antimal Farm. That was really good. Well, it's not to love. Nothing refresh. Nothing refreshes like an ice-cold glass of milk. Nothing else to say. Just thought Guy might appreciate that. Cheers, Jan, they, them. I don't know why Jan has come into the friend zone telling me about milk. That does not seem appropriate or friendly necessarily. No, I think Um, it's great. And this actually feels like a bit of you. You're a milkman. You're a milkman. Yeah. I go door-to-door delivering milk. Like it's the nineteen freaking seventies. I look. If you are going through puberty, fill your boots, fill your body, fill your cup with milk. I could care less. You've been running around outside, getting hot and sweaty. Come inside, pour a pint of ice cold milk. Drink it down. Probably tastes good. You could probably have another. And I'm not going to stop you. But if you're a grown up. And you're putting away milk by the pint. I don't want to fucking know about it. What you do in the privacy of your own home is your business. But if you come into the friend zone and tell me about your milk drinking, what did I do to you? I try to well, help. Let me put this to you, guy. Jan's sort of profile image that Gmail has distributed to me, the little thumbnail, which represents Jan is Brayden Higgins in his summertime outstretched floaty pose. Do you know Does what? Does that change anything? Brayden Higgins is not holding while he relaxes in the summer heat. Go on. A glass of milk. I think Brayden Higgins would be a big milk guy, actually. I could definitely see him on a Got Milk campaign. because he's. You want to know why? He's big and strong. Yeah. And he's got powers. Yeah. I'm more of a mulk man myself. Love, <laughs> I love my bones brittle. Well, Jan, um, fuck you for your correspondence. Now, this one here. I'd like to congratulate Jan on their correspondence. Okay. That's that's your prerogative. Um, this is, oh, no. Oh, wow. This is a suggestion. I'll just read it okay. to you. You Very guys good. should watch review a season of Dragon Ball Z. Just start with the Cell Saga. Would be amazing. Now, look. That sounds like fun, and therefore we won't do it. Um, I tried to get Tim into the idea of us doing something fun <laughs> on the last podcast, and it got. I thought, like, maybe it's just because I was feeling vulnerable. I thought maybe you were feeling vulnerable, and it would get over the line. But it was just shot down so efficiently, mm-hmm. so swiftly and well, confidently. You're and why are you the guy? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I followed Freezer, and I followed Cell. And then I kind of began with Boo, but fell out, fell out, fell off the wagon for some reason. You? Yeah, I saw all of those. Saw Major Boo. Um, who else was there? Android was it twenty three or something? Yeah, the, I remember the androids. I remember Vegeta changing sides. I remember Goku hitting Super Saiyan for the first time, and then I remember Gohan when he went Super double Super Saiyan. 
And that was like a very significant moment in TV. There was there was big. There was big around the playground. I I don't think I ever got to the point where um people were doing the fusions. So you had like go trunks and shit like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I fell off the wagon by then. It was Gogeta. Good. Yeah, it was one of the main great. one of the main things I remember and it was sort of uh you know, I guess it was the style of show, but you know, you'd race home from school to catch Dragon Ball Z and then just watch Goku and Freezer floating in the air, shooting the shit for thirty minutes, and then it would be like, you know, give you the teaser for the next episode. It would be all action. So the next day, you'd race home, and they just keep talking about milk or whatever, and their opinions on milk for another half an hour. <laughs> I don't know if that's what they were talking about. Well, you get the idea. I get what you're saying, and you're of course correct. Yeah, as always. Um, is it your turn? Uh, no, I just I just gave you that Dragon Ball Z suggestion. Of course you did. Juice says, hey, Tim Cognito and Spy Montgomery, first-time emailer, long-time listener. Since season two, I believe. Oh, since season two, I believe. This is Juice from Memphis, and I just wanted to weigh in on a recent thing brought up by Tim. You said in the Treasure of the Four Kings episode that you were wondering when Bond would be by. And I'm here to say it's believed the Daniel Craig Bond is. At least it's heavily implied that he's fucked a man or two in the line of duty. It's not outright stated whether he took pleasure in this uh, or not, but the point still stands. This comes from the hit movie Skyfall, when Javier Bardem is giving his long villain monologue and starts to unbutton Bond's shirt and rub his legs and asks Bond... uh, What's your training for this? First time for everything? And Bond replies, what makes you think this is my first time? Pretty interesting. You go by Bond. Thanks again for doing what you do, Frosty Fellas, and say my motherfucking name with love. Juice, sent from my iPhone. Juice. Thanks, Juice. Um, And good on you, James Bond. I mean... It mostly sounds like James Bond is just doing a job, but, you know. Which actually makes him probably one of the most highly paid prostitutes around, if you think about it. Because I imagine he's on a pretty good wicket at MI6. It's, uh, yeah, I guess, does that make him a sex worker? It's it's more folded. He's being paid by Majesty's Secret Service. Folded into broader responsibilities than, like, the reason he's going to the office in the morning. I mean, to be I fair, I think, I think countless people would go to the office if it meant that they had the chance to have sex with Javier Bardem. I believe... True that. That's it's what Penelope Cruz does. I believe they're a power couple. Couldn't I, tell you. I think that's right. Couldn't tell you because I know, but I'd have to fucking kill you. Oh, wow. Did you, did you? I would become by Bond. Did you watch the movie Vanilla Sky? No. Is that got Tom Cruise and Penelope Cruz? Is that the Cruises one? Yeah, it was, it's the Cruises. And Cameron Diaz? Okay. No, I haven't seen it. Guy. It was quite heady. I went to it at the cinema and I was too young to properly get my head around it or to invest. Or maybe it wasn't Give good. Give it another go. This maybe is the beauty of the movie still being around to this day. I know. It's crazy that one just, more each, and cr- then we've got to tuck into a bit of pornography ourselves. Yeah, I've got a hankering that only a hearty dose of pornography 
could satisfy. Um, a lot of these Patreon messages are administrative. I better look into those. Johnny here says, nice work, boys. Very funny. And that's a lot of fun. It's nice. Uh, and Cameron says, oh, Cameron's, whoa, whoa. Cameron wrote a big one back in August and has topped up the message since then, so I think we haven't read any of this. August isn't that long ago, man. I know. Greetings to only the frostiest and handsomest wink of fellas. Found you boys via Deathblood almost exactly a year ago, and I've since listened to the entire catalogue, some episodes multiple times. Had a few spare bucks, so I decided to send them your way for the few hundred hours of entertainment and also to listen to you both be very kind to star Emperor Bezos and to recommend some real garbage for the Deciders Club. Read as Ready to Rumble starring David Arquette. The film partially responsible for failing the second largest professional wrestling promotion in history because it was such an awful idea. Whoa. I was glad to hear on a friend zone a while back that you guys were open to pursuing more miniseries. I honestly think I prefer them to some full seasons as they're more condensed, thus leading you to be much more forward with your thoughts instead of having to save them to spread across the next 43 weeks. It also allows for other types of media than just film, which helps break up the monotony. The best part of Real Rob was you two progressively finding more and more issues every episode and being baffled by how they and the show writ large happened. Overlooked and Undercooked is my third favourite thing you've ever done behind Death Blatt in second and the art house masterpiece that is Sex in the City 2 in first. On a different note, I've been slowly working on my first comedy set, various other comedic endeavours for years, and U2's insanity has inspired a lot of great new material to the point where I'm finally more or less confident I could fill a stand-up performance, though I do live in the US, so uh, yeah, probably won't be doing anything in person for a minute regardless. On a final note... I thought Tim might like to know that I named a raccoon after him and it had children. I fed a family of raccoons every night and Raccoon Tim is always a joy to work with on set as it has yet unnamed <laughs> children. Feel free to suggest some names. There are two that we know of. Signing Frederick, off. Frederick. Frederick. And Jeremy. Tim, Frederick and Jeremy. Uh, feel free to suggest names. Da-da-da. Signing off. Cameron Swingle from Virginia. Forgot to mention, feel free to read on the friend zone and say my name. And then another message saying, just wanted to say, the episode Emmanuel E34, Banana, is easily one of my favorite of the entire Worst Idea series. I have a vague recollection of that being one of the most disgusting things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got, that got, um, that got George Lazenby banned, I think. No, Boner Inspector banned. It got George Lazenby Talking pretty nasty about bananas. <laughs> a fun one to revisit, perhaps, on a rainy day. Well, thank you so much for that, Cameron. Um, and I hope that the raccoon family of Tim and his two sons are, are well. I'm delighted to be uh, the namesake for a raccoon. That's really cool. Congrats, man. Luke writes, Dear Tim and Guy, in episode nine, Emmanuel Forever and Ever, you boys are absolutely disgusted by the band's intimate use of... Bananas, Ugh. a theme guy. Certainly. In the first season of Worst Idea, I distinctly remember an episode oh, in which a possibly inebriated Tim Bat decided to... I didn't fucking do this. Guy did. A possibly inebriated Tim Bat decided to deep throat a banana that he was snacking on. I don't have access to season one anymore, so I cannot prove that this memory is not a hallucination but uh, on my part, but if it's not, I demand an explanation for this discrepancy. I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder. Luke, <laughs> let me say my piece. 
Firstly, Guy Montgomery deep-throated a banana. Secondly, it is episode 10 of season one, which has now been indexed correctly for your immediate perusal. Thirdly, there is video footage, which I believe might exist somewhere on the Facebook of that, and I cannot recommend it at all to anyone for any reason. It is not safe for life tagged. Yeah, I hope someone got fired for that blunder as well. I wish I had the hiring and firing power to release myself from this prison, but sadly that lies with the papa of the podcast, Tim Bat. <laughs> um, and I would say the the deep threading of the banana was more it was more in a research style of context, whereas the banana play throughout the Emmanuel franchise is not no one's researching anything. They're applying it's applied knowledge. And maybe they don't have enough data on why bananas aren't good for food play. But by God, they're sticking to their guns. Like it's honestly, it is quite funny. It's like a um it's like one of the few things apart from the word Emmanuel that binds all of the different iterations of the softcore franchise together is that characters love fondling, fucking, and mucking around with bananas. Well, there you have it, folks. That's another fantastic friend zone for you. 131, if I remember correctly. You can get in touch with us at facebook.com slash worstideaofalltime.com or twitter.com slash T-W-I-O-A-T pod, or one word. Uh, and if you forget any of those, I totally understand. Just go to worstideaofalltime.com and it's there for you. Yeah, and um, thanks for listening. I hope that everything's going well for you. Are you good, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all good. Where's your head at? Your life's going to change, man. Your life's going to change so much. People love saying that. I prefer to not be in lockdown, all things being equal, but, you know, you take it as it comes, don't you? Something I do. I don't know everyone was doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Anything else to say? No, goodbye. Bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com listen. Shopify.com listen.